Hi there, I'm Nicole Gilbert, and you've joined the Stop Scrolling and Start Sewing podcast. Are you new to sewing and want to start quilting but have no idea where to begin? Each Wednesday, join me as I share the ins and outs of that quilt life. If you don't have a sewing machine, have no idea how much fabric you need, or you're just trying to figure out where the heck to stick that bobbin, this is the podcast for you. Hey folks, Nicole here. Welcome to episode 17 of the Stop Scrolling, Start Sewing podcast. Today's episode is all about quilting styles. We're talking about free motion, stitch in the ditch, quilt as you go. I'm breaking them down. But first, a quick listener shout out. So over on my Facebook page, the Modern Quilter Circle, Lisa Valdez writes, I've been sewing and quilting for many years, so I wasn't expecting to learn a lot from Nicole, but I've learned so much already from just a few of the podcasts. I knew nothing about thread, it had never occurred to me to change the stitch length for piecing, and now I know what makes fat quarters fat. I'm hooked. Okay. Thank you so much for your kind words, Lisa. Like, holy cow. I love that you're an experienced quilter and that you are still learning things. That's what I love about the concept of quilting circles. They're this way for women with common skill sets to come together to share ideas and skills um, and learn from one another. So that, I think, is just amazing. Thank you so much. Your kind words mean so much to me. So if you want to be featured in an upcoming episode, head on over to wherever you listen to podcasts or to my Facebook page, The Modern Quilter Circle, and leave me a review. I read every single one, and they mean the world to me. They also allow me to reach more listeners every week. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Okay, guys, let's get sewing. Okay, so quilting techniques. So quilt as you go, stitch in the ditch, free motion, and what I call stitch by the ditch. Those are like the big ones. There's a million of techniques and different ways to go about each one, but those are like the big overall categories. I want to first start by breaking down exactly what each of these types of quilt methods are. So first up, stitch in the ditch. This, I think, is probably the simplest type of quilting out there. And it's also the one that most of you are going to be the most familiar with. And it's also where I suggest new quilters to start um, because, well, there's a lot of reasons because. I'm not going to go there yet. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself as per usual. So what stitch in the ditch is, is let me break this down. First, let's talk about the ditch itself. The ditch is the seam that is created between two of your patchwork pieces. So anywhere that you have sewn two pieces together, that seam that's been created, that's a ditch. So when you're stitching 
in the ditch, we are actually placing our quilt stitches in the seam that you have created. So it is great because it can, for two reasons. One, if you're not really creative or you are super stoked about the patchwork piecing that you've done and you want to accentuate that, your quilt pattern is set because you've already done the patchwork piecing. So however your patchwork lays, that's where you're going to stitch. It will accentuate your patchwork piecing. So like if you've done something that's like really cool or really complicated or you really want to just show off the piecing that you've done, stitch in the ditch is definitely the way to go. Um, And also, of course, it is the, like I said before, it's the easiest method. You put on your walking foot, you line up your ditch to your needle, and you stitch right in it. Now, there's two methods of doing so. You can stitch directly into the ditch, meaning your needle hits spot on in the seam. Um, you cannot do that if you're somebody who presses your seams open. You can only do that if you press your seams to the side. Side note. Or you can then also choose to stitch just off the ditch. And when I say like just off the ditch, I mean like a hair's breadth away from the ditch. So you're basically in the ditch to the naked eye, but you are stitching on the actual patchwork piece and not directly, directly in the ditch. But for all intents and purposes, you're stitching in the ditch. So that's stitch in the ditch. Next up is stitch by the ditch. And I've got to say stitch by the ditch is kind of my favorite. It's kind of my jam. Um, I don't even, I'm sure there's probably another more technical term to call this, but when I say stitch by the ditch, everyone kind of knows what I'm talking about. And um, I'm just going to keep that going. So stitch by the ditch. So stitch by the ditch is just like stitch in the ditch, except that you are stitching a measured amount away from your ditch. So you're still following your ditch lines. However, with stitch by the ditch, you are going to be a quarter of an inch or an eighth of an inch or really however, whatever distance works for the patchwork piecing that you've done. That's the distance that you're going to do. I mostly do a quarter of an inch personally. Um, I find it easy to line up because I've just, I crush my quarter inch seam allowances at this point. So it's really easy to maintain. um, And I just like the look of it. But what people really like about stitch by the ditch. So the way that stitch in the ditch accentuates your patchwork piecing. Stitch by the ditch when placed properly can actually accentuate the overall patchwork piecing pattern. So not your individual pieces, but like let's say you've made a star. Your star is made of half square triangles, a four patch, and um, flying geese, let's say. So now if you were doing stitch in the ditch, you would see all of those little lines and you'd be like, oh, look at all those crazy little pieces they put together to make that star. Cool. With stitch by the ditch, what I would do in that situation is I would actually maintain that quarter inch allowance all the way around the outside perimeter of that star. And maybe I would double it up and do it on both sides of the seam. So it would be just the the star itself 
would be what's what pops out and what everybody sees. And so that's the cool thing between Stitch in the Ditch and Stitch by the Ditch. Very similar methods. Um, you pretty much do the actual stitching the same way, but your placement really changes what will be accentuated on your quilt top. So that's the difference between the two of them. Now, your next thing. Now, this one is kind of the mother load of quilting. Free motion quilting. There are so many different types of free motion quilting. I mean, you could do floral patterns. You can do swirls and crescents. You can do um, stippling or wandering or meandering, depending on who you're talking to. Um, But, I mean, the sky's the limit. If you can think it, you can do it. What makes free motion quilting free motion is that you drop your feed dogs, meaning those little metal teeth that come up from your bottom of your machine and grab your fabric and pull them through under your presser foot, they go away. And now your fabric's not getting moved, meaning you have to do the movements. Now, it can definitely have a learning curve. And not all sewing machines are going to be able to allow you to drop the feed dogs. So, um, even depending on the equipment you have at home, even if you want to do free motion quilting, you might not be able to on your given machine. It will really depend. Um, but for most, I, I would say all of your high end, 99% of your mid tier, and some of your basic machines, you'll be able to drop your feed dogs. Um, and I will go ahead and in the show notes include the symbol for what feed dogs look like. So sometimes you might not have your manual and, you know, you've got all these different buttons on your machine and you're just not quite sure what all of them mean. For the most part, the feed dog picture is really universal or very similar. So I will post a picture of that feed dog symbol and that might help you figure out how to drop the dogs on your particular machine and also if you've got questions about your particular machine I'm kind of a sewing machine nerd so if you want you can contact me at nicole.gilbert at themodernquiltercircle.com and I would be happy to answer any of your machine specific questions so there's that but getting back to free motion quilting the sky's kind of the limit for what you can do. There are awesome rulers that you can use to trace around um, and create more quote-unquote perfect um, motifs in your free motion quilting. I mean, I'm there's some beautiful stuff going on out there. So um, I love free motion quilting personally, but I also – I really like Stitch by the Ditch. It, it, I guess it really de- – As with everything else, it really depends on the individual quilt that I'm doing because some quilts just lean themselves towards one style of quilting over another. Okay, so now last but certainly not least, but potentially the most overutilized, underutilized, I know, can it be the same thing? It can. Um, method is the quilt as you go method. Now I will go ahead and say it. I'm not a quilt as you go person, but many of you might find this to be exactly what you're looking for. So keep your ears open. 
All right. So quote as you go is really interesting because you actually quilt your quilt before you piece together your quilt top. I know, mind blown. Um, I didn't get it for a really long time. So I was quilting for several years and I'd always heard about quilt as you go, but it wasn't really like on my radar because I was like, okay, well, I'm just quilting and it's working fine. So we're good. And then by the time I learned about quilt as you go, I don't know if I had maybe just gotten like into my, my thing, my groove, how I like to quilt. Um, but it just hasn't really piqued my interest too much. But I get it. Like, I totally get why people would want to do this. So since you're quilting as you're going along, meaning you create your quilt blocks and then you quilt the block, not the whole quilt, just the block, it is incredibly attractive method for those on smaller sewing machines. So I don't know if you have ever quilted a quilt top that, um, you know, is a full size or larger. If you have a, a sewing machine with a throat space of like five inches or less, because some of them, I've seen them with like four inches of, of throat space. To get that much quilt through your machine can be a beast. It can be an arm workout. Um, and I wouldn't even venture to try to do a queen size quilt on a machine of that size. So for those of you out there with smaller machines, this might be the method you've been looking for. Because what you do is you create your quilt sandwiches and you create your layers. And typically, if you're quilting an entire quilt, you have your backing be the be the largest And then your batting sits just inside of those um, parameters. And then your quilt top is the smallest. So when you're looking at it all together, you can see all three layers. Not so much in um, quilt as you go. In quilt as you go, your backing and your quilt block are the exact same size. And your batting are smaller. And you put your sandwich together and you quilt it. And you can choose any of those other methods. You could do free motion. You can do stitch in the ditch. You can do stitch by the ditch. I mean, the world is your oyster, but you're only quilting a quilt block. And most quilt blocks are like between 8 to 12 inches square. I mean, there's some giant ones out there. But for the most part, if you're doing like rows and columns of quilt blocks, they're like 8 to 12 inches square. So that is super manageable on these smaller machines. Now, there's two methods of attaching all of the finished quilted blocks together. Um, I've seen it done with and without sashing. I think with sashing is what is most commonly taught when you look up quilt as you go. However, I also have seen and I've personally tried methods without sashing. Because I'm not just not a huge sashing person. Um, sashing, um, there's different aesthetics to different types of quilts. And sashing kind of reminds me of like um, an Amish quilt or some of your m- more vintage styles, your Civil War quilts, things like that. And they're cool. They're beautiful to look at. They're just not my personal style. Um, so that's something to kind of think about Is is there is some limitations to the final look 
when you do quilt as you go. Again, you don't have to use sashing, but even without the sashing, your backing will look a little bit um, off, to say the least. Not Okay, I take that back. It won't say look off. It will just like – I definitely suggest using a solid color. And I definitely suggest you being a good hand quilter. And so if you're not a good hand piecer or hand quilter, I wouldn't necessarily suggest doing it without sashing um, because you really want to try to make some like invisible um, stitches. So I will I will leave it at that. Now, if you're not the greatest at hand stitching, I would I mean, first of all, always try. Because if it's a method you really like, um, just try it and it the first time might suck. Um, if you're anything like me, the first time always sucks. But um, you get practice and you get better and you get better and you get better. And then all of a sudden you're like, boom, it's amazing. So all of that to say, quilt as you go is definitely a thing. And if you have a smaller sewing machine, I highly, highly, highly suggest you trying it out because I do recall when I was on a smaller sewing machine several moons ago, um, you get disheartened and you're like, I don't know if I'm ever going to become a better quilter because I'm limited with some of the things that this machine can do. But there's always a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. And I think that is why Quilt As You Go was invented. Whoever did it, shout out to you because you opened up a whole new world because many of you may not have been able to do larger quilts and you're thinking like, well, I've kind of got this free motion thing down and I've got, you know, my stitch in the ditch and my stitch by the ditch down, but I just can't picture it on a larger scale. Quilt as you go allows you to do a larger scale quilt without having the room on your machine for a larger scale quilt. It's actually really cool when you think about it. And don't worry, um, I will have photograph examples of each of these looks in the show notes at themodernquiltercircle.com slash episode dash 17. So you'll be able to kind of see what these things look like in actual practice um, in case you're not familiar with any of them. Uh, so... I know I got into a little bit of the why for all of these, but now that you really understand what each of the major type of quilt methods actually is, let's kind of chat about why. So I'm going to lump together stitch in the ditch and stitch by the ditch just because they're so similar. Um, and there's many reasons why to go this way. First and foremost is that, that they're easy. Once you've gotten to a point where you are consistently piecing together quality quilt tops, you have all the skills necessary, plus a walking foot, to do excellent stitch in the ditch and stitch by the ditch um, quilting. Um, they're straight lines. It's super straightforward. Um, and if your quilt top is done – you already have the pattern. You don't have to be like super creative. You don't have to think like, ooh, well, this would look great like this and maybe I should turn that. You don't have to do any of that because you're following the quilt pattern, the patchwork piece pattern that you have already put together. 
So that is a great next step to adding uh, your creative layers to your quilts, which is something that I love. Also, something that I think kind of gets looked over, it adds durability to your quilt. You've got solid, straight line stitches going right into your steam allowances, pinning together your seam allowance, your patchwork, your batting, your backing. You are creating a rock solid quilt when you do stitch in the ditch. Um, Stitch by the ditch as well because you're catching that seam allowance when you're just off to the side. But you are really um, locking your patchwork piecing in place. So that is really cool. And I think that kind of gets looked over, um, especially when you are thinking about making a quilt that's going to be used. If this is going on your son's bed, your 12-year-old son's bed, we all know we want that thing to be solid. And stitch in the ditch will allow that. Stitch by the ditch will allow that. Um, If this is going to be a a quilt that becomes, you know, a picnic blanket or really just anything that's going to get used, if it's going on your couch and you're actually going to snuggle with it, think of those methods because these are the methods that hold up really, really well. Okay. Now, free motion Free motion is all about highlighting your quilting techniques. Free motion, I'm going to say it first and foremost, it is not for the faint of heart. It will not be pretty the first time you do it. Like if you are somebody who does, does perfect free motion quilting the first time, oh my gosh, you're amazing. And I want to meet you because like you deserve a high five. My first free motion looked crazy for lack of a better um way to to reference it like my circles had like flat sides like because you really have to really control the fabric and understand how the movement of the needle will affect the movement of the fabric because like in your head you're like okay it's free it's fluid I'm just gonna move it and then if you're not moving it at the right tempo your stitch lengths are gonna get all wonky um your bobbin thread is gonna be a little wonky there's a lot to really you you could potentially skip stitches there's a lot to to keep into account so um it's it's a lot but If you are using a more simple patchwork pattern or panels um, or like I've seen some gorgeous solid piece. So like people will just have like a giant plain block of white in the center of their quilt and you do free motion on that and it's just got gorgeous scalloping and flowers. I mean, it's a piece of artwork in and of itself. You don't even care about the patchwork piecing that's happening in the rest of the quilt. That's when you do free motion to be like, wow, because free motion quilting can be really beautiful in and of itself. A lot of times, and so I call it free motion quilting, a lot of things when you see them in magazines and whatnot, and you'll be like, that is the most amazing free motion quilting I've ever seen. A lot of that is actually done by a long arm machine. And that's like a whole different thing. I will talk about that on an upcoming episode of the podcast. Um, but keep that in mind. Like some of the things like are not even, not that they're not feasible on your home domestic machine, but they'll be a heck of a lot easier on a long arm. Um, 
But yeah, so if you are using a more simple patchwork pattern or big blank panels, free motion quilting can really, really jazz it up. And then, of course, finally, Quilt As You Go is all about making your life easier. You can quilt the individual blocks using any of the other methods, so you still get that, like, you know, you want to accentuate the patchwork piecing. We go in the ditch. You want to accentuate the actual larger shapes and forms created by your patchwork pieces. You go by the ditch. You want to make beautiful flowers. You go free motion. You could do any of those things with Quilt As You Go. Um, but you can connect them all together at the end and it's super appealing for quilting on a machine with a smaller throat space because you're only dealing with 12 inches at a time instead of, you know, 100 by 100, which is a totally different story. Woo! Again, you guys, I feel like I've, I've been doing that a lot lately. Like, woo, that's been a lot. But I think that was really good information for you guys to have. There you have it. If you're interested in seeing how these quilt methods actually look, head over to the show notes. You can find them at themodernquiltercircle.com forward slash episode dash 17. I've also included some links to some really great tutorials that I've just kind of collected around the internet that you should check out on how to do some of these things. So if you are just getting started with any of these quilt methods, I've got you covered with some really great tutorials over at the show notes. So you can go ahead also and just head over to the modernquiltercircle.com slash podcast for today's episode and all the past episodes so you can get caught up. And you guys... You have just finished another episode of the Stop Scrolling, Start Sewing podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Make sure you never miss an episode by hitting subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Now stop scrolling and start sewing.